Thank you so much for finding your way to Mindset Matters. My name is Amy Fordyce. I'm a spouse, a mom, sister, aunt, and I'm navigating my way through this crazy thing we call life. I've had, and still do, have meltdowns. I've had breakdowns, loss of a parent, divorce, abandonment issues, and so many other things I'm sure you can relate with. I really only got into listening to podcasts back in 2019, and I've been inspired by so many, I knew it was time to give back. I really don't know how all this worked, but I made it a priority, and I'm learning as I grow. I really do pride myself in creating episodes that are 15 minutes or less. So join me every Thursday for a new episode that I know you will relate with. Are you ready? Let's do this. Okay, where you at? What are you doing? What is going on? Thank you so much for coming back. We are going to jump right into it because I've got a lot to say and I've got 15 minutes or less. This is episode 97, Choosing the Right partner. Now, choosing the right partner is something that we all want in our life. We just do. But we also have to remember we need to grow with them. If you're growing and he isn't or she isn't, then there might be a little bit of a problem. Finding the right life partner to grow with, that's the hardest part. First and foremost, you have to have the same kind of mindset, period, end of story. If you are positive and upbeat and maybe a go-getter, you're probably not going to vibe with someone who is negative with no life goals, okay? When I met my son's dad way back in the day when I was about 22, I did have some reservation, but I thought, what the heck? You know, we're so different when we're younger, right? And I got the best gift from him. I did, my son. But as we grow, me as a mother... I felt the growth just wasn't there for both of us. I felt like I was the one growing and he wasn't. And it got to be way too hard. And coming from a positive, upbeat person that I was, I just could not take the negative attitude, I mean, any longer. And after six years, we divorced. Of course, nobody wants to go into a relationship thinking that if it doesn't work out, well, we'll just get divorced because that's what a lot of people do. They, you know, some of us go into it thinking, ah, if it doesn't work out, we'll just get divorced. No big deal. But it's a problem. It's not fun, especially if you have kids. Now, finding the right partner for you is something that you will know when you meet them. Has anyone ever told you, you'll know when you find the right person. Yeah, me too. I remember my mom telling me, you'll just know, you just know. But after my divorce, I honestly did not think I would really find anyone with all the baggage that I was coming with. I had an ex-family. I had an ex-husband. I had a toddler. I just had a lot of emotional baggage as well. And if you're going through a divorce or maybe you are divorced and you're back on the dating scene, you probably have felt like this. And please don't take it to another level. I'm not calling my son baggage, okay? I'm just saying I'm emotionally, physically, just everything. It was a lot. But obviously, you want someone that you can have a great conversation with. Also have um, just a lot more in common than not. And my friend Gigi, who I love and adore so much, she sent me 
her idea of finding the perfect mate. And so this is what she had to say. Hey, Amy. So the method that I have to attract one's ideal mate is to take a piece of paper, write on it exact specifics of what it is that they want. Hair color, eye color, build, uh, job, no job, car, boat, house, kids, as well as, and get very specific, as well as, you know, their values, what they want, you know, the person to have and believe in, whether that's religious values or, you know, their core values, like just being kind or loving and being able to be loved and, you know, all those things like that. Um, so most people know that, okay, you take a piece of paper and you write down the specifics. Most people stop there. The method that I have, take a second piece of paper, completely separate, and write down all the qualities that you need in order to obtain that person. Everything that you just described that you want in that ideal mate, look at each one and write down specifically what it is that you need in order to attract that person. Then you fold up that first piece of paper and put it away somewhere and you work on that second sheet of paper. You work on all of those things that you need and, and need to be and need to need to do in order to attract your ideal mate. Then you focus on that second piece of paper. It takes all the pressure off of you wondering when that person's coming to you. Because you don't focus on that first sheet, you focus on the second. Ah, thank you, Gigi. That was such a great example, and it's so true. I just, I love that so much. It does. It takes all the pressure off of you. So thank you again, Gigi, for doing that for me. Um, let me just say, if you already have the mindset that the right partner will come into your life at the right time, but you're at home sitting there with your dogs day in and day out, how is the right person going to come into your life, right? You literally have to put yourself out there meeting the man or the woman of your dreams at the grocery store is probably unlikely, but it's not impossible. <laughs> I have heard some amazing stories of how people have met, and I just absolutely love it. I actually have quite a few women in my life that are feminists. Now, not that there's anything wrong with that, but they have a completely different mindset when it comes to finding the right person. A lot of them have the mindset of, I don't need anyone in my life to help me with anything. I can do it myself. I don't need your help. And that's fine. They're at home alone with their dogs great, good for them. They're also the same people moaning and groaning about not having anyone in their life. But they're also, and here's the thing that I have noticed with some of my very feminist, liberal female friends, is that they're not willing to compromise at all. They can do it themselves. They don't need no help. They don't need a man to help them with anything. I can do it all. And that's great but you're alone. And if you're looking for 
a specific partner, there's got to be compromise. Compromising in a relationship is first and foremost. It's not going to be perfect. You're probably going to argue and yell and say things that you regret. There is no such thing as a perfect relationship. You have to compromise. Are the dogs going to sleep on the bed with you or in their own bed by the bed? Who's going to be in charge of the bills? Are you going to have separate accounts? Just know that every relationship is going to be completely different. What works for you may not work for me. Also be 100% authentic, real, and raw when meeting someone. Just be you. Do not try to be or try to be anyone but yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we are younger. We're trying to be something that we're just not. Now, when you're dating... Talk about the real stuff when we're younger versus, you know, older. When we're younger, we're, I feel like we're almost playing a part in a movie, in a show. But as we get older and we're dating, let's say you're in your, you know, 40s and 50s and 60s and you're dating, it's, it's, I, I think it's hard, but I also believe that we're more into just being who we are. We're not trying to be someone that we're not. We're, we don't. So be 100% authentic, real, and raw. When you're dating, talk about the real stuff. Sometimes we get so caught up in date nights and restaurants and concerts and fun, 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 fun. It's imperative to talk about religion and politics kids, your future, what your future looks like, you know, what your future looks like to you, what church you want your kids to grow up, you know, to grow up in or not. There is so much more to talk about that we don't talk about when we're dating. That's the biggest number one mistake I think we all do in the beginning is we're all in it just to have fun. And there's nothing wrong with having fun. But, you know, we're also we don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. If you're in your 20s and 30s, I hope you are listening. Talk about it. Talk about it all from day one. Talk about discipline when it comes to kids or even if you want kids. If you know right now that you don't want kids and you go on a date with someone and he's talking about having two or three kids, (laughs) you're done. Bye. Don't drag them on. It's not fair to continue a relationship if you know that you are maybe an atheist or you're super religious or you may or may not want kids. Just lay it out on the table. Life is not long. And I know I say that on every single episode, but it is so true because we want to move forward with someone in our lives that we're going to adore and be sexually attracted to, love and respect. Of course, we want things in common, but it's also nice to not have everything in common so we can learn from each other. Most high school sweethearts usually don't end up making it because for one, we all grow up and move on. And if we're not growing together, we're literally growing apart. So if you're high school sweethearts and you're still together after 30, 40, 50 years, congratulations. To me, that is just freaking amazing. And you are doing something right. That means that you're growing together. I never thought, never, 
in a million years, I would still be together with someone after 22 years. And I'm still so incredibly, maybe this is too much information, but who cares? I'm just being real and raw, right? I'm still so incredibly sexually attracted to him. When I see him smile, I want to touch him. I want to smell him. I want to hold his hand. I want to rub his back. When I look at him, I I really do just fall in love with him every single time. And I know that sounds so complete, just cheese ball, but it's so true. Of course, we've had our issues in the past, but as we grow up and grow together, it just gets better and better and better. And I really do feel so blessed. And the difference between our relationship is when I met him, I was right of almost right. I was almost 30 and I was just a hundred percent me when we met hundred percent. I was real. I was raw. I was authentic. I let him know right off the bat. I did not want any more kids. I'm coming from a divorce. You know, it's hard. I've said in the past that a, that a relationship really should be easy. It should, it, it, it should be easy. It should not be difficult and hard and constantly a challenge. It just shouldn't be. If you argue and fight and disagree more than you love and laugh, you might need to take a longer, deeper look at, you know, where you want to be in your life. Do you want to constantly be fighting and arguing and just, oh God, I, I see some of these relationships and it's just cringe. I'm just like, oh my God, run. Happiness is an inside job. And I want to be happy and I know Gerben wants to be happy and we have so many plans to do so many things with each other before the time comes that, you know, we just can't. So grab your partner, be in the moment, make lots and lots of love under the stars, hold hands and kiss frequently, have positive thoughts for the future, grow together and love one another with the respect that you guys both deserve. I hope that your relationship is absolutely magnificent. It's not going to be perfect, but I hope it's just amazing. Loving someone and being loved is such a gift. And if you're not in a relationship and you want to be, put yourself out there in 100% authentic form. It will happen if you want it to. Thank you so much for being here. Every Thursday, as you may or may not know, I come out with a brand new episode. It's 15 minutes or less. And always remember that mindset matters. 